So, are you ready? I was born ready, sweetness. Oh my goodness! 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 Not another! Not another! No, no, no! Not another podcast. Well, actually, that's that's quite all right then. Hello, and welcome to. Oh my goodness! Not another podcast. See, every time we do it, we're getting better and better at that. Oh yeah, we're rocking it. Yes, experts, <laughs> experts. And we so, say works good. <laughs> welcome to our twenty-sixth podcast. I do apologize for the fact that I have not posted the audio for the twenty-fifth one. I did post the video for it though, and when I do finally post the audio, I will post the video link there too, in case you want to watch it on YouTube instead. Um, so. Yeah, we have that option for the last one, and it looks like we're going to do that again. So, hi, nice to see you. If you're not, if you if you if you're watching us, of course, I'm Dreams. Mike, I don't and, have a nickname. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to just make one up for him since he keeps saying that every single podcast. <laughs> I don't have a nickname. We're going to have to give him one. But anyway, um, we have quite a few fun stories for you today, and then we have a little activity that should be fun. You guys can play with Mike. That sounded awful. You can play along <laughs> in the game. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I liked it better the first place. <laughs> oh, I'm sure your wife would not. Okay. <laughs> Ashley's in the other room. <laughs> she, she doesn't know. It doesn't hurt her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, anyway, moving forward. So I think last time you did the poo story, right? Yes, I did, if I believe that is correct. Okay, and so I can do the poo story this time. Yes. I have seen this one, though. It's, it's, it's quite vexing. It's vexing? Yeah, like, why? Oh. I guess I didn't, like, read the article. <laughs> okay, so apparently, um, this comes from CNN. It says, wombat poop. Scientists have finally discovered why it's cubed. And so, apparently, unlike humans, wombats have... Cubic poop. Cubic poop. They, they poop in a higher dimension. I guess so. They, keep it, they poop in three dimensions. Well, well, we only, well, technically cylindrical poops are still three dimensions. But anyway. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So I suppose we could have a scatological topology lecture here. True. Mm -hmm. All right. It says, um, and they show a little picture of a wombat. It's too cute. It's an eight-month-old Derek the wombat. They named it. They are very cute. Yes. Okay. Now, this is a team of scientists claims to have unraveled one of the animal kingdom's more peculiar mysteries. Why wombat poop is cube-shaped. And then it goes through all sorts of blah, 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 but I'm going to skip down. Um, basically, it just says that we've been puzzled by how in the world that mammal pr uh, produces cube shapes for their poo. Um, it says the wombat native to Australia produces about 80 to 100 cubes of poop each night. That's a lot that's, of poo. That's a lot of poo. It makes me kind of wonder, I mean, because those things aren't that big. No, I wonder how, where all that poo comes from. It's known to deposit piles of dung outside barrels and on top of rocks and logs, most likely to communicate with other wombats, researchers believe. Anyway, it goes down. And then it says, to solve the puzzle, the team examined the digestive tracts of wombats that had to be euthanized <laughs> following vehicle collisions in Tasmania, Australia. So... I don't know why they had to be euthanized. It doesn't say. They probably got hit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. It says a wombat takes about two weeks to digest its food, and researchers found that as feces move into the final 8% of the intestine, it changes from a liquid light state 
liquid-like state, I swear I can talk today, into <laughs> solid matter. At that stage, the dung takes on the shape of separated cubes measuring about two centimeters in length. So these are, I mean, they're, they're decent-sized little... Yeah, especially for as 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 small as those things are. Yeah, and, and there's eighty to a hundred of them. Yes, per night, and it's from two weeks ago. So this wombat is carrying like two weeks of food in their belly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Well, didn't they say that John Wayne died with like eight pounds of poop inside him too? So he's like the John Wayne of the rodent family. <laughs> You know, I have not weighed John Wayne's poop, or I did not see anything about the weight of John Wayne's poop at his death, but you know, we could always try to look that up for next week. <laughs> if any of our listeners do know what the weight of John Wayne's poop was when he died, you can email us at omgnap at gmail.com, because apparently <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it says the weird thing is that if you open up a wombat, you actually find the cubes become formed in the lower part of the intestine before they exit the body, Carver said. By inflating the intestine with a long balloon, the researchers found that the wombat's intestine walls stretch unevenly, allowing for the formation of the cube shapes. The local strain varies from 20% at the cube's corners to 75% at its degrees, the team said. Basically, around the circumference of the intestine, there are some parts that are more stretchy and some parts that are more stiff. I'm pretty sure that's what they meant when they said that they stretch unevenly, but anyway, okay. <laughs> See, I mean, you know, not to like get all up in it, but <laughs> I mean, like the anus is a circle, right? I mean, does this mean that they have like cubic, cubic butts, cubic buttons? I mean... <laughs> I do not know. Um, maybe they just have flexible sphincters. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Or maybe they're just like their poo's really hard and it can survive the the circle squishing. I don't know. I that's you know they always say is trying to like putting a square in a round hole. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think this 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 almost kind of raises more questions than it answers, right? It says, <laughs> I, like, I don't know, how does it get out like a sphere, like a like a cube? <laughs> um, I, the fact is that it happens. Okay, I don't know. It must stretch in some manner. I don't know. Hmm. I just I just think that they should not eat corn. Yeah, they need more fiber in their diet. Well, I care. they they don't need more fiber if they're pooping a hundred times a night. That's true. But if they eat corn, it'll come out whole and it'll mess up the cubes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so wombats have cubed poop. Actually, that's why I picked this story because I didn't know that they had cubed poop to begin with. And so that to me was interesting. And plus wombats are cute little animals. That's something I, I think I had heard that a while ago. But I just, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things I, just, I forgot, I guess. I don't know. It's probably not something you keep in your head. <laughs> you, don't, you don't keep wombat poop in your head? No. The fact that they're keeping... Now, now I won't be able to get rid of that fact, of course. <laughs> but previously, I mean, I just don't think that I kept that sort of information in my brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, it is it is definitely your turn, and you may pick another... Um, another uh, story. Uh, okay. I, I, I picked this because I used to live there. Uh, New Mexico is a foreign country. I was born there. You were born there. I didn't know you were born there. I was born there. I was born in New Mexico. 
Where were we born? Albuquerque. Ah, the ABQ. Okay. Yes. It's like I say, my like no matter what my daughter ever goes on to do with her life, she will always have been born in Clovis, New Mexico. Ah, Clovis. I'm very familiar with Clovis. Why? <laughs> like Okay. Um well, I think we did play there for once. But anyway, um, Clovis isn't too, too far from where we are here. And there was a friend of mine that <laughs> I went to college with that lived in Clovis. And so um, occasionally he would take me with him home and we would go visit his parents and then come back. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I forgot where you live currently. So yeah. that makes, okay. That makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, my husband stuff. goes to Hobbs, New Mexico every you know week to join in their community band. In fact, he had a concert today and, um, you know that it's it's only what forty five minutes away. We're right by the border. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot you live up there. Yes. Okay. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Portales for five years. Okay. Familiar with that too. Yeah. And, when, and I mean, I used to go to New Mexico a lot when I was a kid to visit my grandparents. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, huh. go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure this is all <laughs> riveting for the people who are listening. It's just like, oh, hey, you're a bunch of like fools catching up. Like. <laughs> I don't think they roots. mind. <laughs> so anyway i guess in honor of both of us yes. uh, i had seen this earlier uh to a friend of mine posted I it, so it. Brought this up. uh it says a new mexico man applying for a marriage license in washington dc this month had his state driver's license rejected as a form of identification because a clerk and her supervisor believed new mexico was a foreign country hmm yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gavin Clarkson of Las Cruces, New Mexico, which I guess, you know, Cruces is pretty far south, uh, said he was at the District of Columbia Marriage Bureau applying for a license when their nuptial plans hit a brief snag. He told him he would need an international passport on the parent belief that he wasn't a U.S. citizen. So apparently, according to them, New Mexico is no longer a part of the United States and you need a passport. Yeah, it was, when I read this, it reminded me, there was something on The Simpsons one time where Mr. Burns, I think it was when they were going to move uh, the, the power plant to Albuquerque, which here, yeah. fun fact, the uh, the Albuquerque baseball team, they're the Isotopes. I've been to plenty Simpsons. of games, yes. yes. Yes, they got that from The Simpsons, because uh, they were going to move the Springfield Isotopes to Albuquerque, and they were going to call the Albuquerque Isotopes, so they kept them on as the Springfield Isotopes. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> they so, also had the Albuquerque Dukes for the longest time. It was a minor league team. They did, yeah. They think they turned those into. I think that's that's what they turned. They just that's what they turned into isotopes. Okay. Yeah, um, we were talking about something. I forgot. I got on. I got off. <laughs> you were talking about. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, you were talking about. Well, you uh, did it. You mentioned I, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, a friend? No. no. You said that you'd heard something. <laughs> you said that you'd heard something recently about, or there was another story about. I mean, oh, I don't. Re I don't remember. <laughs> it's all his fault. He mentioned the isotopes first. I'm just saying that. <laughs> and now everybody's gonna like pause this and rewind to see what you're talking about, and they're gonna have to remind you later. <laughs> But yeah, so th th there's actually, <laughs> um, anyway, 
<laughs> but there was, there was something, uh, gosh, I, I think it was while I was still living out there, so it was a while ago, that uh, New Mexico, like you did, I forget exactly what it was, but like you didn't need to be like a 100% legal citizen in order to get a driver's license. I think so, that was true, yes. Yeah, and so a lot of the times, so some places wouldn't take New Mexico driver's licenses because I, I guess the, the restrictions on who could get them were pretty lax. Right. And so I'm wondering if this person kind of had it in the back of their head that, oh, I remember what I was gonna talk about, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Good. <laughs> so yes. Um, so when Mr. Burns, good God, we're all over. I'm all over the place. I apologize. You're doing just fine. You're 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 the rock. You're, but anyway, so uh, I have my days too. I promise. Go ahead, keep going because we don't want you to lose it again. Uh, what was I talking about? No, anyway, sorry. Mr. Burns. <laughs> so. So they were talking about, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to move the plant to, to New Mexico. And Mr. Burns says, wait, 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 wait. There's a New Mexico now? <laughs> so there you oh, go. Five, sounds about right. Five minutes of tangent for that, that weak little punchline there. So, yes. <laughs> well, we had to circle all the way around so we could figure out what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just like a hardcore Simpsons fan, or maybe they just still had it in the back of their mind that you know, the driver's license laws were a little bit lax. I don't know. I just, I find it hilarious. I don't know. Having to prove that you're from the U.S. when you're clearly from a U.S. state. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it is kind of tucked down there in kind of a part of the country where nobody, nobody really thinks about New Mexico. I lot. do. Well, well, yeah, I was you, born there. Yeah. You know, and I, I lived there I mean, for five years and you live like right there. But yeah. It, and it's always kind of funny because when when I live there, and I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, when I when I lived there and I would tell people that um, that I was from New Mexico, like their eyes would light up. They're like, "Oh man, I, I love New Mexico. Oh, it's a beautiful state in the world." And I'm like, mm, "You like like the northern third of the state?" Yeah, I was gonna say the rest of it's flat and dusty and desert. Yeah, like <laughs> kind of like Arizona. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like where I lived, where, where where you live, yeah, it's it's flat as a pancake cow country. We had a mountain on either side. Oh, you had mountain? Oh, really? We had a couple, yeah. On and yeah, my grandparents lived right near one of the mountains. Yeah. Oh, and and I'm I'm sitting here scrolling down here a little bit and it says you know you're from flyover country when you're applying for a marriage license and you give them your New Mexico driver's license and they come back and say my supervisor says we can't accept international driver's license. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that when I read that, I was like, New Mexico's not really flyover state, is it? I don't think so. Because that's, that's normally like, you know, Kansas and Nebraska, places like that. Yes, I, mean, I agree. I don't know. There's, there's not really enough big cities down there to even really fly into. I mean, there's what? Albuquerque? Yeah, Albuquerque is like the only place that has an airport, really. Where the consequences is pretty big, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't even know TRC had an airport, honestly. Oh, well, it might not have an airport. I don't know. I can't remember. Cruces might. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think Las Cruces does. I don't know. There's not, you're right. There's not that many airports around. But yeah, who knows? It's just like, well, I think they mean by flyover is they skip it. 
Yeah, I suppose. Like they, they don't stop there. They just skip that state and they just keep going to the next state. Uh, well, here's a little tip for, for the listeners. Don't, don't make New Mexico a, a flyover state. It's a, uh, it's a parts, good, good, good portions of the state are, 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 are really good. You know what? You know what's really good is their food. Oh, dude, I, I miss New Mexico food so much. Their food is amazing. They put green chili on everything. Mm-hmm. And hatch green chili, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. is really good um but it, their food is really good they have a unique flavor that i actually haven't seen anywhere outside of new mexico and of course yeah. no one says hey well, let's go get some new mexican food and so it's not like they have restaurants elsewhere but like their stuffed sopapillas and all that stuff that they have and just the way new mexico does it is absolutely amazing so they have mm-hmm. you know they have some things that are truly unique mm-hmm. and i would say if nothing else go just for the food I would second that. Actually, there's, there's, uh, it's not necessarily thought of as a food destination, but uh, yeah, I mean, Santa Fe's got good stuff. Taos got good stuff. I mean, Taos has got some like you know pretty high, highly rated restaurants like fine dining stuff. Oh yeah, Albuquerque not so much. You're going to be eating in taquerias in Albuquerque. Oh, in Albuquerque, you need to find little holes in the walls. It's those little oh, yeah. mom and pop places that are just oh my god, so good. Yeah, or Blake's Burgers. <laughs> Well, you don't have to go to Albuquerque to get Blake's Burgers, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so we have a little game that I'd like to play with uh, with Mike here, and you guys can play along. As Let's I mentioned at the beginning, dog. play along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my family, we play a lot of board games and card games and stuff like that. We just do. We enjoy those, and we got two new ones this week but one of them was called stupid deaths and my husband's like oh my gosh you don't have to use the word stupid he's kidding um and i guess said well i got it because it's not pc that's kind of the point mm-hmm. and in this stupid deaths game you have a grim reaper like chasing you and uh, you have a stupid vote everything's stupid but anyway <laughs> <laughs> i have a couple of the stupid death cards here and I'm going to read them to Mike, and then he's going to tell me whether he thinks they're true or false, because that's kind of how you play the game. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how good Mike is, because last I remember, Mike's pretty awesome at weird stuff. And so this should be fun. <laughs> you have your own nerdiness, even if you don't game. All right, so <laughs> the first card here is Alexander Graham Bell. It says, mm-hmm. it's born 1847, died 1922. On a stormy night at his remote Nova Scotia home, Bell, feeling chest pains, telephoned his brother, but the static on the line from the storm's intensity muffled the doctor's potentially life-saving instructions. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say brother? He called his doctor. Mm-hmm. Not his brother. Okay. Mr. Bell passed away while the good doctor kept shouting, can you hear me now? True or false? Uh, I would say there's several things there that make me say that it is not true. So therefore, false is your answer? False, false would be the answer, yes, yeah. yes, it is false. All right, here we go. Yeah, because Homeboy was in New Jersey, wasn't he? Was I, <laughs> I have no idea. All right, Sigmund Zish Breitbart. Not the Breitbart you guys are familiar with, just so you know. Obviously, because that guy's still alive. Anyway, born 1883, died 1925. During his time, Zish was known as the strongest man in the world. He could bend metal bars into pretzels, lift baby elephants, and hammer nails with his bare hands. One day, a nail scratched his knee during a performance, and this invincible man died of blood poisoning. Pointless. True or false? 
I'll say that's true. You are correct. That is true. Woohoo! So, so far it is Mike 2, game 0. All right, here we go. Harold Davidson, born 1875, died 1937. After working to rehabilitate prostitutes, Father Harold was defrocked on the grounds of immorality. Afterward, he made a living performing as a seaside attraction. In front of his final public audience, he appeared in Daniel in the Lion's Den, staging a or sharing a cage with two lions. One lion mauled him to death. I'm going to say false. I don't know if you would necessarily, if you were defrocked, you might not be the biggest fan of the church. So I'm going to say false. It was actually true. Because he was defrocked on grounds of immorality. So my guess is he did something to be defrocked. Mm -hmm. So he may have done mm -hmm. it on purpose. But yeah, no, that one was true. <clears throat> and we'll just do one more, I guess. All right. Kind of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. My kids and I played it. It was so much fun. Okay, Bernie Harmer, born 1926, died 1968. Harmer loved the outdoors and regularly slept under the stars. During a solo camping trip in England's Lake District, Harmer chopped wood for his fire. Unfortunately, he had indulged in a few winter warmers and was so drunk, he chopped his hand off and bled out. Fellow campers found him the next morning. <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that that sounds like a Florida thing, but it took place in England, so I'm going to say false. It is false, yes. And so this game is a blast, just so you all know. It's so much fun because you're trying to outrun the Grim Reaper. It's actually a really fast game. We played two games in one hour, so it's really fast. Um, Your life is a little bit different than mine. On a, I, I, I recently bought a Papa Pig, and that's that's been the big hit in our house for the the past two days. We, I bought something called Exploding Kittens for the kids for their Christmas. Those of you who know my kids, don't say anything to them. <laughs> um, and it sounds awful, like it sounds really awful, but it looks like it's going to be a blast. So we got Exploding Kittens. Uh, that'll that'll be under the tree because we do we have tons of games. We have Scrabble. We have. Um, Oh, the Labyrinth game, like like the movie The Labyrinth. It's awesome. Oh my God. How does that work? Um, you have cards that you have to roll against to see if you beat whatever you're doing. And then um, the card either stays or it goes. It's, it's actually kind of complicated, but it's okay. really fun. My kids luckily are older, and so they can handle some of these other games. Of course, we have Uno. We found a game called Dose yesterday that was from the makers of Uno. We didn't get it. We should have. I asked my son. I was like, why'd you put it back? I didn't tell you to put it back. And so we almost brought home three games, but we ended up only bringing home two. Um, and so the other one we got is called Quicks, I think. I and it's a one. dice game. And so, yeah, we have a lot of fun in my house with games. All right. So next story. I just talked a lot. And so I don't know. I guess I can do it, though. All right, so the next story that I'm going to bring up is called Edible Slime. Mm -hmm. All right, so apparently, um, mad the mad scientists at Jell-O have figured out how to make edible slime. And it appears as Jell-O play unicorn slime. 
Yes. Your body is probably still digesting yesterday's fantastic feast and bracing for leftovers, but it's already time to start planning next year's Thanksgiving dinner. And now that Kraft Foods has seemingly done the impossible and invented edible slime, Grandma's Jello salad will never be the same. Not content with just re-engineering the classic Jello formula so that the dessert can be used to make jiggly toy building blocks, a team of food scientists, oops, I have an ad. Okay, a team of food scientists hidden away somewhere in Kraft Foods secret laboratories asked a question no one has ever asked before. What if slime was edible? Now, this does not imply that slime has never been ingested before. There's undoubtedly countless children who've sampled their gooey play toy out of curiosity or to prove their playground bravado. But Jello's new do-it-yourself slime, part of its recent play line, is completely edible without the risk of going blind or needing your stomach pumped after <laughs> snacking. <laughs> I don't know. I heard of other ways that people go blind other than eating slime. But <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, moving on. I might need to, might need to get some of this. <laughs> Right? Whipping up a batch is apparently as easy as adding water to an included mix and stirring for 30 seconds, at which point you'll be left with brightly colored, non-Newtonian fluid that you can squeeze, squish, massage, and tear with your hands for about an hour before you'll need to add more water to keep it fluid. There will be two flavors available at launch. Pink, unicorn-themed, strawberry, and green, monster-themed, limed or lime, but there's no word on how much each container will cost when they hit stores next month. Okay, so they're supposed to hit stores this month. Apparently. It looks like, that's awesome. Oh, this was submitted by Keithor, by the way, for those of you familiar with Keithor. That's Who's my Keithor? husband. My husband. Really? Well, that's oh. his online name, yeah. No, okay, okay. I, was, I was like, your husband wrote this? But then it was said submitted. I was like, no, he submitted. He's married to Andrew Lazuski? No. No, you're the famous one in this podcast, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's in the slime? According to a listing on Amazon, oh, it's already on Amazon. It contains modified food starch, sugar, gelatin, contains less than 2% of, is it adipic acid? acid? Adipic, no yeah. Adipic, yeah. Adipic, yeah. Acid, disodium phosphate, citrate, or sodium citrate, artificial flavor. Okay, you don't care. Anyway, but there is red 40 in there. <laughs> so if your kids are allergic to red 40, don't, don't get that one. Anyway, nothing we have seen in other highly processed snacks before, or nothing we haven't seen in other highly processed snacks before, and a distinct lack of real monster or unicorn ingredients, which some might find disappointing. That is true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just why? I had not actually even thought of that until they put that line in, and I now know. I know. Now they I, now I think they need to add little candy unicorns to one and little candy monsters to the other. That is actually a solid idea. Yeah, that way they can have unicorns and monsters. Anyway, okay. Um, it's like that king cake in New Orleans, right? When they put the little baby in, in the cake, and if if you get the baby, you get like a good luck for the next year. They could have like a little unicorn. I've heard of unicorn. that as like around Christmas time, putting a little cross or a baby Jesus, yeah, in a mm -hmm. in that cake, and then as you cut it around, yeah, you're mm -hmm. the one that. Actually, what I've heard is the person who gets it is the one who has to host it, host it the next year. Mm. Yes, it says, but those people have obviously forgotten how to have fun with their food. I have not forgotten how to have fun with my food. I just want a unicorn in my unicorn stuff and a monster in my monster stuff. I'm highly offended now. No, I don't think I could be highly offended by a news article. But 
<clears throat> I think I would just stop reading the news article. But anyway, so this looks like it's a lot of fun. And so it's supposed to come out this month. And so I would say, you know, look for some unicorn slime or some monster slime and, you know, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, my daughter and I made, uh, made our own gummy snacks one time. And that was actually pretty easy. So this looks like it's even easier. Yeah, I like when you do the flat thing and then you use the cookie cutters. Yeah, yeah. Make jello like, yeah, those are fun. Yeah, it was essentially just jello with extra gelatin, like unflavored gelatin is essentially yep. all it was. Yeah, it's a little more stiff type. Yep, I remember mm -hmm. those. Those are fun. And if you don't use that certain one, then it happens to um, fall apart like as you're pulling it up. But then you get to eat it anyway. So either way, it works. It works. Okay, your turn. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking up the exact definition of a non-Newtonian solid here. I forget, I forget exactly what it is. It's, it's like cornstarch, right? So they've had, uh, well, there you go. Uh, it's like cornstarch. Like, yeah, I've seen it where they fill up like these giant, like huge giant vats of uh, cornstarch and water, and it turns into this non-Newtonian fluid. And you can actually run across it. Like with shoes or barefooted? I guess it doesn't uh, matter. Either one, I would assume, but I don't know. Anyway. I would think shoes would tear it up. I got off. I don't think people would care. So I clicked off. Anyway. <laughs> it's all good. Wait, it, this is the quintessential nerd podcast. Okay, actually, there's nerdier podcast than this one. But oh, if, there, if there's a way to turn this into a nerd thing, we will do it. <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about, you know, like Hypercube says fecal matter. So, I mean, you know. Right? Why not? All nice. right. Your turn. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I, I, I guess keeping on the unicorn theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is actually kind of interesting because yep. <clears throat> um, I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading a lot of mythology uh, recently. Like, okay. like uh, uh, um, most specifically, right now, I'm, I'm reading kind of the mythology of China. Because who doesn't read the mythology of China? But, My you know, children uh, didn't. They got that wrong today. Oh, really? Yeah, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and so, yeah, so I've been reading like Chinese mythology and I've been reading like Russian and Norse and all that. And so this is kind of interesting because I'm like where all these myths come from. And anyway, getting to the, the title, it says ancient rhino may be the origin of the unicorn myth. And if you look at the picture, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it looks really weird, doesn't it? It's, it's like, wow. I, he, the, it doesn't the, look he, like a rhino. No, the poor thing looks miserable. It's like, like, <laughs> like the look in his eyes, like, dude, but, come on. But I it's in like the problem. wrong place on its nose. It looks like it's like a buffalo with a giant horn coming out of its head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, like the, the look on his face is just like, dude, dude, stop really? drawing me, dude, stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just go away, just quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Unicorns are one of the more popular mythical creatures with their horn sticking out of their forehead. Uh, it's a horse with a horn on its head. It looks pretty and some children like it. Well, what if the idea of unicorns were actually based on a dinosaur, an ancient rhino to be precise? Known as the Siberian unicorn, the animal had a long horn on its nose and roamed the grasslands of Eurasia. Uh, 
no, Eurasia. Uh, yeah, you're like uh, Europe and Asia. Yeah. One no, I know. I was making a stupid joke. <laughs> hey, you know, we got to keep it rolling, right? New evidence shows the heavy actually <laughs> died out uh, because it was such a picky eater, uh, weighing in at a mighty four tons with an extraordinary single horn on its head. The Siberian unicorn shared the earth with early modern humans, humans up until at least 39,000 years ago. So it, it, wait, it died out because it was a piggy eater. I think it kind of deserves to die out. Then. <laughs> right? You? And, you know, survival of the fittest. Right. I mean, come on. Like, I'm giant, I'm four tons, but I don't want to eat that. And it kind of makes you wonder how it's, how it like evolved and survived in the first place if it wasn't eating anything. Well, it looks like its head is so far down. I mean, that horn looks heavy. Yeah. But aren't horns like, what are horns made of? Not even well, it depends on what kind of horn yeah, you have. Cool. But elephant tusks are made of ivory. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would just depend on what kind of, I mean, antlers and I don't know. They're all made of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess now that you're, you, you, you answer that, yeah, like that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. But it, yeah, I don't know. The poor thing looks tortured. <laughs> it's, it's like, I can't get over the, the picture is making me laugh. It's, <laughs> it's like, dude, I know I've got a horn coming out of my head. Do you really need to sit there and paint this picture? I mean, come I on. No, no, it's okay. You know, my, pick I, my, another target. This is why I'm a picky eater. I'm self conscious about people coming over here and painting my picture, man. Right? If you no. would just leave me alone. Me yeah. Come on. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about something completely unrelated to unicorns. Um, my news article is from the New York Daily News, and it says a high school or high school football player suspended after running across a field with Oreo cookies wedged between their buttocks. Mm, what's that chocolate feeling? Uh, what kind of Oreos are you eating? I'll never tell. <laughs> anyway, okay. So this was from Byron, Byron, Illinois. It says 10 football players at, the North, at a northern Illinois school were suspended from the team for three games last month after they ran across the field naked with Oreo cookies wedged between their buttocks. The Rockford Register Star reports that the Byron High School players were suspended for indecent exposure. Or dis <laughs> I cannot talk today. It's all okay. good. We're suspended for indecent, indecent exposure. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, how long did it take me to track down that, that Mr. Burns story that went nowhere? That's true. That's true. <laughs> We've lost them all this time. If you're still, still with us, thank you. <laughs> oh, anyway, they were suspended for indecent exposure, but that the school administrators concluded that they went on the Oreo run at the school's football field voluntarily and were not victims of hazing. Then it has a picture of Oreo cookies because, you know, that's exactly it's, what we need. They're on a plate, though, not in some of them. It's tastefully done. <laughs> the paper reported the story after obtaining a letter sent to parents of students who admitted to participating in the run in October. The students are forced to sit out games on November 19th, 17th, 
and 23rd, the last of which was the Class 3A state championship game in which Byron lost 24-20 to Montice- Monticello High School. And so they even had to sit out their final game. Mm. But, okay, so I've heard of streaking the field. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it even happens at the Super Bowl. I remember that one time at the Super Bowl when that happened. But who decides that they need to put Oreo in their butts before they streak across the field. That's what I'm really concerned about. Why would you waste an Oreo cookie that way? I guess you got to stick something in there. I don't know. Why? You're afraid something's going to come out while you're running naked? Well, I, I, I guess it's a, tense, uh, or a test of like gluteal strength. Like, like you squeeze too hard, it'll crumble. But if you don't squeeze hard enough, it'll fall out. I don't I know. know what you're talking about with the shape of a butt. I don't think you have to squeeze. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, put it you, in. Well, yeah, I, I guess. I guess I'll let you test it. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> you can explain to your wife. Well, I, 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 I am in Florida. Weird things happen. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the news stories next week, right? Florida yes, man. Florida man goes to the emergency room. Yes, I am Florida man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But I don't know. I just mm, didn't know about that one. Um, just, I, yeah, like, I've heard, like I said, I've heard of streaking. And they, I don't know how they determined that it wasn't hazing either because who would think of putting Oreos in their butts? I don't know. I mean, I was a, I was a teenage boy once. I, I yes, I'm sure you were. I was I, not. I can kind of see doing something stupid like this. Just you know, just stupid fun. I don't know. Just it mean it, it wasn't hazing, right? If it was hazing, that'd be completely different. But I don't know. It just just seems like stupid teenage boy fun. It just to me, it seems weird that they just go in the middle of a football game and they're like, you know. Let's just take off our uniform and run across the field with an Oreo shoved up our butt. Oh, is that what it was? I guess did I miss that? We went on the Oreo run at schools. I, don't, I guess it doesn't say when it happened. Well, maybe it wasn't during a game, but it was football players. Mm-hmm. And they did run across the football field. Yeah, if it was like 3 o'clock at night, though, then... And nobody would have caught them. I don't know. I don't know. It just makes me wonder if it was during a game or not. Well, you know, one of the qualifications in order to get onto the Supreme Court is you have to run an obstacle course with a cherry between your butt cheeks. You're a liar. No, it was from a TV show. Oh, I was going to say, I don't believe in that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, though? I wonder how many would hesitate running for the Supreme Court if they had to do that. Hmm. I don't know. Can you picture, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no no i can't <laughs> that would be funny though you can't or you won't i think i'm gonna avoid that picture in my head for the moment um we'll just not go there because a cherry oh i ooh, i think that there might get stuck some up issues there. yeah there might be some issues with the cherry yeah <laughs> Is it pitted or not? I guess it doesn't matter. But See, that is a good question because then it could just become like a gelatinous mush if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Although, even if it's not pitted, I imagine it would come out easily if it did get stuck. I don't know. Cherries aren't I mean, that big. That, that's true. But if they're, if they're like maraschino and they've got sugar on them, they might just like stick up there. 
We're like raising our weirdness factor like 20 times this, this particular episode, I think. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. It's it, the moon is full or something. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, if you really want to raise a weirdness factor, we could do that not safe for work one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> You're like, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> so, okay, just if you are listening to us at work or with children around, you, you might want to pause it right now and listen to it later. Well, let's this see. Is not safe for work. Let's, let's, let's just see just how not safe for work this is. It's pretty not safe for work. Okay. I mean, it's a Cracked article. but Yes, it is, a, it is from Cracked. Uh-huh. Uh, the headline also, though, says, parenthetic, that the media just invented. So are these legit, or is this literally something that the media just invented? That, that is the interesting part of the discussion if we do this, because I think some of these might be valid, but some of these might be invented. And so, I don't know. Right, because, you know, like that whole Tide Pods thing, when, when people were eating Tide Pods, like two people ate Tide Pods, and it was like this whole nationwide thing. Yeah, going. and they had to add stuff into it so they don't taste as good, and they had to take out certain ingredients, and it was a mess. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's why, that's why I thought this was interesting. Not because it's not safe for work. I mean, we do sometimes have those articles, but because they're literally saying that the media is making this stuff up. And so... I don't know. So see, there's five of them. I think we should go uh, one by one. I do one, you do one. Sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay. So this one is called the Dick and Dash. And just, just to clarify, these are, it says it's five alarming sex trends that the media just invented. Okay. So go ahead. Right. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, there's an intro. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what a dining dash is? It's when you go, okay, so blah, blah, blah. Uh, the dick and dash is sort of like that. Uh, you feign romantic interest in someone, binge watch Netflix shows with them, and even lean your gross ass toothbrush against theirs. <laughs> and then, after you finally slap the salami in their boudoir, you vanish from their lives without ever opening your heart. This, this is just ghosting, isn't it? Well, they they're saying it's like after once though literally someone is whining and dining someone for a long period of time just to sleep with them once and then dump them hmm oh that's 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 ghosting though isn't it well ghosting just means that you're you basically just disappear off the face of the earth Hmm. so i mean i guess it would go together you can ghost them after that um my thing is is for the for this particular one i'm not sure this one's made up. I can certainly see how this would happen on multiple occasions throughout the world. But this I will say... Hard. Yeah, I mean, in the comments even, they have somebody who's just like, this has been going on for a long time, and then they start listing... Um, I don't know, isn't that like a one-night stand? Thing? Oh, no, and it's not a one-night stand because they're actually whining and dining them for a long period of time. They're watching Netflix with them. They're doing all of that stuff with them. And so they're actually forming a relationship with them, but the second they bump uglies, they're gone. Okay. Okay, see, here's one here. Uh, somebody said, better, fla- better phrases than dick and dash. Splash and dash, skeet and retreat, nookie and bookie, slam and scram, relieve and leave, jolt and bolt, goose and vamoose, uh, coitus and boitus, and hump and jump. And so they're literally saying that um, this has been going on for years, 
and that it's nothing new. Well, see, the thing that caught my eye was uh, in the second paragraph, it's, I don't know, there's kind of an, it, I, I'm keeping alive the informal Florida theme, the, the Tallahassee gas mask. And it is defined as when you fart into a hotel shower cap <laughs> and then pull over a loved one's face. It's, it's like the, the Florida Dutch oven there. <laughs> yeah, but aren't they, they, I mean, they said something specific about that one. They said that, um, they're, they're saying that the proof is that it was put into the Urban Dictionary last month. Oh, okay. That's proof that it goes into Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then they go on, you know, I hate to tell you this, but the Urban Dictionary is not an official dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> People just add things. What you, what you missed, he was like, oh, we missed the intro, was once you've lived on the planet for a little while, you learn that most people are terrified of the idea of other people having sex. That's why whenever two people get caught, for instance, doing it in the bakery, the news cycle uh, responds with countless breaking. Are muffins making your teens horny? Stories. That mm-hmm. said, you can't put too much stock in these kind of articles. And to demonstrate why, I'm going to debunk five uh, recent sex crazes that the media insisted were things. And so the Dick and Dash was the first one. Uh, like I said, that one seems kind of, hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This next one, though, it's called the I GIF can, tip. I, I can see people doing all of these, though. <laughs> yeah, but not making it a big thing. Yeah. It's not like a wide, rampant thing going on okay it says if you can make a sex craze fit the venn diagram between dangerous and dumb as shit you've struck oil i guess that's why the gif trip or gif tip has been making rounds for a while now a surprising number of people are definitely down to click on headlines like teens seal their penis holes closed to avoid using condoms putting a sticker at the end of your dick was a disturbing new trend in some places and the act of sex crazed men in others BuzzFeed also felt the urge to talk about the dick stickers, and so did NewsHub. Sensational headlines gave way to, pretty quickly to the real story of Jif Tip, a little peel-and-stick patch you supposedly slap over your wang vent. The wang idea... Vent. I've never heard wang vent. <laughs> there you go. you got a new term. You go, hey, wifey. Anyway, the <laughs> idea here is that it covers your nostril. Or nozzle. nozzle sorry, nozzle. <laughs> Sorry, my nose is running. I don't know if y'all can notice I'm touching my nose. My nose is running. Um, oh, well, that's because, <laughs> is that because you gift tipped your nose? I don't know. No, it's runny because I'm having allergy problems. But anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, the idea here is that it covers your nozzles so that when you have sex, nothing shoots out and no one gets pregnant, except that it's not proven to prevent pregnancy. And of course, it doesn't prevent STIs and is therefore literally useless in every way. So it would be news if people were doing it, but Snopes couldn't find evidence that anyone had ever used the thing. Likewise, I couldn't find an actual review of one anywhere online that wasn't the GIF tip website. So basically, they've used, or they've just used this teens are sealing their dongs shut with glue sticks panic to get a bunch of free press. Good for you, uh, dickhole product industry. I warned y'all this was not safe for work, but I did find this article interesting despite that. That just... uh, (laughs) Right? That just sounds like it would hurt. (laughs) I think, yeah, super gluing anything would hurt, but a sticker, right? I don't know. It doesn't seem seem right, no. Not at all. Okay, your turn. Hold on. I'm adjusting. (laughs) Am I going to have to edit this video? (laughs) 
at the rate we're going. Come on, right? <laughs> they expect nothing but nothing but nothing. <gasps> right, so. You still love us, right, people? Okay. <laughs> Key phrase. All right. So HIV sex roulette. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> a HIV sex roulette party is apparently when a group of people get together to squish their squashies together, <laughs> but one person is secretly HIV positive and no one is using protection. And yeah, I know the main thing on your mind now. How could anyone believe that's an actual thing? Well, apparently the appeal of the HIV roulette is the danger and the belief that even if you catch HIV, it's mostly manageable these days anyway. Uh, yeah. So, huh. Hmm. So, unexpectedly, this came from Spain. Unexpectedly? How is it How is it unexpected that it came from Spain? I don't know. What are they doing in Spain? I don't know. <laughs> now, I'm in, now I'm intrigued by, by Spain. That's why, I don't know, unexpectedly, the answer is Spain. <laughs> that, that, that sentence Spain. there. Yeah. Like, I don't know, the Germans, they're weird. I'm sure they expected us to be doing it here in America. Well, <laughs> so the order or the original story was reported. We're, we usually get the Darwin Awards here. Yes, yes. We're the British. The British have a pretty, uh, pretty uh, proud tradition. <laughs> I think uh, the Darwin Awards just go around. But anyway. <laughs> so uh, a, a doctor is quoted as saying he had one patient who expressed to him that having or that having protective sex was not an option for him because he was young, wanted to have fun. He felt that even if he got HIV, he'd be able to manage it if he caught it early enough. That's objectively dumber than shaving your crotch with a ferret's straw. <laughs> not a group sex roulette. Hmm. It's not. Okay. <laughs> you going to read that next slide? <laughs> oh. Let's see. Uh, the doctor did assure the paper that gay men in Barcelona are doing this, so there's that. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, no, I, I, I guess. I, no, I mean, who would who would purposely do that? Not only is it not okay to just do that. I mean, people with HIV protect. I mean, they they're careful i would think mm. i mean why would they just go to a party where they could just infect as many people as possible i mean i just don't i don't see this mm. type of thing happening um mm. i see something i i can see this is definitely something that the media would take and just blow away out of proportion because our media is kind of out of control no offense mm -hmm. to you who goes on to a newscast every week but um but yours is a little different <laughs> All right, so media does go kind of nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, if it bleeds, it bleeds. Yeah. All right, so I th I think everybody can relate to this. The next one. <laughs> okay. Yes. The ne the next sex craze is called pegasms. Which is not what you think. Initially. No. 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 It's not. It's not. What is it? A golden rain. A shower. Golden shower. That's right. Okay. It's not mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, it says, if you know how it feels to pee, then you know that if you hold in that pee for too long, finally letting the dam break feels super good. 
Like, not like, oh God, my own pee, harder, harder, good, but it's certainly satisfying. I assume that by now you know where this is going. Suddenly, people all over are holding their pee in and then getting sexual pleasure when they let it out. This is referred to as a peegasm because <laughs> creativity. <laughs> Always at the cutting edge of trends that aren't trends, the sun seems to be the... Progenitor. Really? Do they really have to use words like that? I know, right? Look, who's reading correct? I think, is that how you say progenitor? I don't know. I've never seen that word before. It basically, it's saying the sun is the, the sun is the originator of this tale. I don't know if it's progenitor I, or progenitor, progenitor. Uh, okay, we ain't much used, for that book learning. They they used a big word. Well, it's not even very big, but it's weird because I've never seen that word before. And um, I read quite a lot. And so, and he's a professor at a college. And so the fact that we don't know this word makes it interesting. But anyway, the sun seems to be the originator of this tale, letting us all know that not only is there a veritable wildfire, wildfire of withheld urine, but it's also dangerous. Other legit news sources like Business Insider and Global, Global News in Canada picked it up to first inform people of what it is and then let them know that everyone is doing it, but no one should do it. To me, that seems bad. Like mm-hmm. that other one where we didn't even think of being upset because it didn't have unicorns and monsters in it until they said something. No one's going to think of doing this until they mention it. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> But if you backtrack a little, the sun sourced this story from a thread on Reddit, which we know to be the sexual uh, touchstone of humanity. In that thread, a man posted that his girlfriend told him she experiences orgasms if she holds her pee too long and finally gets to go. Six people replied that they too had experienced this, and a couple more said it felt pleasurable but not orgasmic. And sweet Mary, mother of biscuits, the apocalypse is coming, the peegasm is upon us. Urinary tract infection. That's all I have to say. Did I lose you? Then. Oh, I did lose you for a second. Okay, can you repeat what you said? Because I missed it. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) I I didn't really say anything. (laughs) But, I mean, if if it was women, then maybe? Right? I mean, I guess it kind of like, it's, it's, what is, what's your definition of is, is, right? You know, so what exactly is, are you defining as an orgasm orgasms are very specific they feel a very specific way well (laughs) i don't know i don't think i know many people that can get an orgasm just from peeing even if it feels really good and and i think you know the the people at the the responder were probably quite right it feels nice but not orgasmic i mean orgasms are very specific hmm Mm. 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 that whole thing it's 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 a uh, i don't know <laughs> okay so i haven't seen okay so so <laughs> so coconutting coconutting oh, yes you get this fun one um oh those things are prickly i don't know if i'd be wanting to rub those on my junk or anything but uh who amongst us hasn't fucked a coconut that's not rhetorical. I want your answers in the comments section. Um, let's see here. 
I have not. Just saying. I I have not either. Although I mean, it, it'd be I'd rather shove a cookie up my butt than a coconut. So I guess there's there's that. Well, I don't think they're saying to shove it up your butt. Well, right. <laughs> they're talking about the other side. You got to be spry in order to get that 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 thing up there. Anyway, Buzzfeed actually scooped Maxim by a day on coconut forking when they shared how it was a whole thing. Sex with coconuts was a whole thing, not half a thing, like shoving almonds up your ass, but a whole thing. There you go. I mean, we, we've kind of got like another kind of half theme going today with, it, with like putting things up your butt. <laughs> Let, let's, let's avoid that. Okay. <laughs> Many other online publications were quick to agree. There were sexy coconuts out there, and people were fucking water <laughs> right out of them. Oh, God. Yeah. So now. Get it on with the coconut. Thing. It's like American oh. pie. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, was it cherry pie or apple? I can't remember. I think it was apple. Yeah. It was warm. That's all I know. Yeah, it was like warm apple pie. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently you cut a hole in a coconut and get after it. Uh-huh. Now, it says the thing about this sexy coconut fun thing is that every one of those stories came from Reddit. So I don't know about you, but I just don't know how... Um, Legitimate? Yeah. Because I wonder, what makes, what makes me laugh about this is I wonder if this comes into someone's head. They decide, hey... I'm going to post this to be weird or to be a troll. And then people jump on board. I would buy that. I, I would, it, it, it's kind of like, or, or that, or like, uh, I don't know. There was like the whole trope, like 30 years ago, of like the, uh, the penthouse forum letters where like the first line form would always be the same. Like when you know, dear penthouse, I never thought these letters were real until it happened to me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the the same kind of thing it's just like you know reddit is like the penthouse letters of 2018 or you know what's that one website where they try to where you don't ever want to get research off of because people can change it wikipedia, um, wikipedia yep that's it oh lord wikipedia yeah i i had i've had students straight cut and paste answers out of wikipedia and put him at down as an answer. That's but, awful. It, but the thing is, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be giving anybody ideas, but they don't even they don't even like take out the links. Oh, hold on, hold on, just a second. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's not my screen. It's Starbucks, people. It's Starbucks. Okay. Hola. Hello, Kitor. Hello. Kitor brought me. It's Starbucks. And see, we have a video so I can actually show you to prove for those of you that see it's it's Starbucks. And and Starbucks. He did not bring it. That is his medicine, not mine. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Well, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? Oh my gosh, have you ever had the maple muffins at no, um, Starbucks? I hadn't either until I went to Fort Worth a couple weeks ago and um, I was like, you know, give me a muffin. I don't care what kind. It's morning. I need something to eat. I haven't eaten anything. And she's like, maple? And I went, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh my God. These are amazing. 
so maple mm. and mm. so they have nuts in them and so if you're allergic to nuts don't get that obviously is it maple what's it called it's maple like pecan okay so maple and pecans maple like pecan maple maple like pecan is this is this your are you teaching english classes again yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway and then um you're learning them how to spoke good. Yes. And then I get a violet drink. A which violet drink? He always changes to violent, but it's a violet drink because I don't drink coffee. So, yeah. Starbucks. You don't drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. Why? I tried so hard. I literally drink coffee every morning for two months thinking, okay, it's an acquired taste. I will acquire this taste. Never. Never. Hmm. I could, hmm. still couldn't stand it. If I drink coffee, would you stop that? It's your medicine. <laughs> I have medicine too, though. I mean, it's not like I don't have medicine, but that's not mine. I mean, I could I go grab my it. allergy meds. I have some right here. I took some. It's not that one. Oh, where'd they go? I took it before the podcast started. God, we have been all over the place on tonight. Yeah, it's a little. I can. I can edit. It's all good. No, I don't think you should. I think it should be like. So we're gonna you, we're gonna edit like a prillion apparently. Hmm? We're gonna edit like a prillion. Okay. He wants to not edit. <laughs> a prillion is the main host of a podcast named Ka, and they always say they're gonna edit like a prillion. A prillion doesn't edit anything. Uh-huh. She just throws it all in there. Okay, <clears throat> so sorry, all of the randomness. Yes. Oh, do you want to do the heartwarming story since I did the poo story? You can do the heartwarming story. Uh, let's see here. Let me get a. Uh, my computer's old and gets cranky. I have to close tabs. <laughs> he does need a new computer. I do. Uh, 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 ooh, mm. Might be a dead link. Oh, I sent it to you earlier. Oh, wait, no, I had it earlier. I can get another one if need be. I know where I got it from. Yeah. The one I'm clicking says it is Errors. Ah, oh, rude. Okay, let me grab it again because I know where I got it from. I and I'm not gonna tell y'all because I don't want you to like steal all of my things. Mm-hmm. I read this too. I actually read it, and so <laughs> accused perv gets off in subway masturbation case after a large penis defense. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Oh, I has it. Okay. Try this one. This one should work. So we are full of technical difficulties this time. We are full of randomness. We are not awake. Dude, I, I think that, I don't know, at least me, you're, you're more tech savvy than I am. But I'm like, you know, technology's neat. Yay, technology. Like, you would just, like, send me a link over the internet, and it's on my computer. And I'm still, you know, I've, I've been on computers for, you know, what, 28 years? And it's still just like, this is cool. I think, you know, internet came out. When we were in high school for the public, just so y'all know, mm-hmm. I had dial-up AOL internet for the first time when I was 16. I don't even remember the first time I had internet. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was 16. Um, and so, you know, theoretically, internet's not as old as people think, although people that have been born, of course, after us have never been without it. And so did that one work? Dude, I, I get students who are born in 1998 or later, like they're born after I graduated from high school now. 
I know. Isn't I used scary? to never feel old. Now I'm just like, oh, oh I've always felt old. I was 28 for like nine years, mm-hmm. which means I just barely decided to be my real age. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. So yeah, I got the link, and so I, I just I, I had a really bad thought when I when I just saw this, and I'm like, I don't know if I should say it because it's it's uh, let me see here. So the deadliest. So essentially, Sierra Nevada which makes a pretty good IPA. Um, they brewed a new beer and the proceeds are going to help uh, all of the fires that are going on in California right now. Mm-hmm. And they started their little relief fund with a $100,000 donation. So they started it out <clears throat> with throwing some money in there and then everything from the brew is going to... At first I thought that they just, they gave the people who had had the fire beer, but they didn't, they fed them and they gave them blankets mm. and clothing. Dude, I, I saw this, um, this comedian, I forgot who it was. And he went on this rant about Guy Fieri about kind of like what a good guy Guy Fieri was and like how everybody, why like everybody hates him. You can't figure out why. Cause apparently like Guy Fieri goes out to like wildfires and like cooks food for firefighters. And Is it really? Apparently. Huh? He does all this stuff without, like, uh, you know, pub- publicity or or anything. Or well, he definitely has a very specific personality, mm-hmm. and I know that some people that I don't think he's on um, Food Network. I think he's on the Cooking Channel. I can't remember which one he's on, but um, uh, people get tired of him because they're like, "This is blonde guy again." Oh my god, get rid of him! Mm-hmm. And he has like a bunch of shows. He's got diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's got the grocery race one i mean he's got a ton of stuff i've never minded him i thought that he was pretty fun but they get tired of his personality i guess some people do he went to unlv fun fact (laughs) did he really yeah that was on a uh, episode of diners drive-ins and dives he went to some place in vegas he's i'm sure gone to a lot of places in vegas Mm. I, i went to i've been to vegas a couple times but I would always try to go because everybody's done the strip. Everybody can do the strip. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that exciting. But uh, I found out that they had a Liberace museum. And it got even better because the Liberace museum was in a strip mall in suburban Las Vegas, which really? I just thought was so appropriate. And it's not there anymore. They, they got rid of it for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was one of the, the fortunate last to go to the Liberace museum in Las Vegas. When we actually have friends that live in Vegas, and when we went there, um, we got she took us to the old strip, and we just kind of kept walking. Yeah. And there's a lot of places down if you if you go on the old strip, and there's that part where they have like the the line zip line uh, or whatever. Uh, and then the roof, the ceiling is really cool. But anyway, if you keep walking the other direction, just kind of keep going. There's tons of places that have live music. Yeah, I by the first time I went to Vegas. Uh, I, I got online and, and I looked up, you know, because again, right, everybody knows the strip. Everybody knows, everybody knows where mm-hmm. the best hotels were and best casinos. I went the opposite direction. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are the worst casinos? Let's go see those. <gasps> the Hooters. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. This, Hooters see, this is, is bad. See, this is what made, made me think like when you're on Fremont Street and you walk the opposite direction. There are some questionable places. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the other strip. Yeah, you're talking about Fremont Street, which is the original strip. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, but we went down, we went down away from the casinos, though, and toward the live music, because, of course, she lives there, and so she was like, I don't want to go to the casino, and we're like, we don't blame you, it's fine, we actually don't go to gamble anyway, so we're here, we go to see the shows, and to see everything like that, we love to see a Cirque, or to see the magic shows, or last time we got to see the Blue Man Group, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Blue um, Man Group's good. Oh, yeah, it was a blast, and um, my husband got a picture standing beside the Blue Man doing the same um, like facial expression that he was doing, it was really cool, mm-hmm. nice. but um, they, I, I don't know if we would go to the sketchy casinos. That's that's interesting. But we did find some really great live music, and we literally had so many to choose from over there. We had like tons that we could choose from, and it was great. We tried one, and it was just too loud, and so we just kept walking. And we found one that had like, um, you know, because after it gets cooled down in Vegas, it, the temperature is really nice. Typically, sometimes it stays really high, but we found a place that actually had opened up like their whole front. They had a, they had up way that they could just open up a little bit or they could open up the whole thing so it's like the whole wall is missing and um we were able to get food and drinks and just listen to the band there and it was so much fun nice but but yes but don't 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 be yeah so there's a lot of there's there's a lot of cool things in vegas besides just you know like oh absolutely yeah it's not just for gambling yes hoover dam's pretty decent i've been there yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were there before they built that uh, highway that went across where you had to go across the dam. Uh-huh. And so we went down there around that time and it took us a while to get across, but we have actually stopped and um, walked across it. And yeah, no, it's really nice. Yeah. No piece of history. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, about this article. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, right. We were talking about <laughs> we have this kind of day today. <clears throat> but yeah. So I, I, I might need to uh, wrap up. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just just so you know, what the, yeah, they created a brew that's specifically for um, for the fires. And so if you happen to like beer, maybe, and you live in that area, look for Resilience Butte County Proud IPA. All of the um, proceeds from that go to the uh, Sierra Nevada Campfire Relief Fund. Yeah. And they make so, a pretty good IPA, so it's probably pretty decent. I don't drink beer either. No coffee, no beer. I'm very boring. Oh, come on. Yeah. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Well, I drink some things, just not beer, and I don't do it very often. But I know I'm really I'm, – I'm not a prude, I swear. I'm just really boring. <laughs> well, we love you anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so Mike needs to go. It's really late his time, just so you know. He's, he's, that's probably why we're so scattered today. We did not get to uh, record earlier in the day like we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see about next week if we can do that. I will try to get this posted. This is going to be random. Mike says no editing, so we are not going to edit despite the uh, craziness here. And so... um, Give the people what they want. Randomness? Yeah, don't they? Distraction? They're listening to us. (laughs) Good point. All right, don't forget that you guys can uh, send messages to us. The email address is omgnap at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you find a uh, news article that you think that we should use on the show or just to say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also have Twitter at OMGNAP. Um, and then I have created a Facebook page as well. And so if you look for me or if you already know me and you can find the Twitter page or I'm sorry, the Facebook page, or you can just look for, um, Oh my goodness, not another podcast and it should pop up for you. So there's lots of ways to keep track of us. Um, and since Mike needs to go, we're gonna we're gonna 
say goodbye now. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today in this very random podcast. We'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll do better or we won't. I'm not sure. (laughs) We got through all of our, by the way, we got through all of our stories. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for us. Fascinating. Mm. Anyway. Okay. So I'll make sure we have that not safe for work thing. All right. So you guys have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. So will Mike. Bye.